Happy Monday, Razorback fans. I know that you are happy Razorback fans on this Monday as Arkansas ended a six-game losing streak to Auburn over the weekend with a 41-27 win over the Tigers. A pretty good win. Now, there, there's things that we're going to break down, things we're going to talk about on today's episode of the Gridiron Hawks podcast. I'm Mason Choate. I have Robert Stewart with me. We're from hogbeat.com, H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com. But one of the things that you gotta you got to think about is Auburn was a really, really bad football team. Um, that's just, I mean, you know that Brian Harson. I mean, it's it's a matter of, I don't know, days or weeks until the guy is out of a job. Um, Auburn's team was just, I mean, let's just put it this way. They, they're not the Auburn team that you're used to seeing, but that does not discount the fact that Arkansas played a good football game. Uh, the defense played well. Now, Robbie Ashford, you know, a quarterback that we knew going into the game, not that – um, great. You knew that he might not be able to tear up that Arkansas defense, and at times he did, especially in trash time in the fourth quarter. Um, but for the most part, the Arkansas defense, I thought, played well. Um, and then offensively, I mean, goodness gracious, Rocket Sanders. Let's start with that, Robert. Rocket Sanders, his past two games has been incredible. I mean, he's been incredible all year, but what he's what he's doing right now, especially – I mean, with with the amount of snaps that he's playing, it's incredible. It is incredible. I mean, added, adding his last two performances together, he's he's up to 346 yards on the ground in, in two games. That's, that's his two highest rushing single-game rushing totals of the season. Uh, you, you said before we started recording that uh, he's averaged 11.7 and 10.7 yards per game in the last two, two outings, respectively. So, I mean – the dude's on fire right now. I mean, say what you will about the level of competition over the last two games. You know, it's not, you know, BYU is not an SEC defense. Auburn is a very bad SEC defense at this time. Um, but, you know, Liberty's coming up. That's it's another non-SEC team. Uh, he, he could very well build on the streak that he's got going right now and, you know, turn it into something important for the last three contests against, well, particularly the first two of those last three LSU and Ole Miss, right? Yeah. Um, well, it's four if you add in Liberty. I don't know if you were doing that or not. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I am. Okay. Um, yeah, he's averaging 11.2 yards per carry over the past two games. And the, the thing is, is that his snap count against Auburn was the, the least amount of snaps he's played all season. And then against BYU is the second – or the – at the time, it was the second lowest all year. Now it's the third lowest because of Auburn. But what they're doing is th- basically they're not running him in the second quarter. Um, and at the time, especially against Auburn, and I tweeted this out, I was like, I tweeted it out at halftime. Like, Rocket Sanders was tearing him up in the first quarter. They gave him the ball once. And then, of course, everybody was like, well, he's hurt, he's hurt because he limped off or whatever. He came back in the game. So everybody who was saying he was hurt was wrong. Um, but also, I will admit, you know, I didn't I didn't recognize that their game plan is, hey, we're not going to run him in the second quarter. That way, when we come out in the third quarter and in the second half, we can have a fresh Rocket Sanders, which a uh, fresh Rocket Sanders is incredible. And you saw it there in the third quarter. I mean, the dude took off. He had the 76-yard run. The, I mean, two in the, in the past two games, he has a run of 64 yards and a run of 76 yards. So, of course, that inflates the yards per carry, but – it, it, it 
you can't discount the fact that he's making those runs, you know, like the, he's good at finding the hole. He finds a crease and he's, he goes off to the races and he's called rocket for a reason. And this dude is a, a big reason why Arkansas's offense is as good as it is. And you mentioned the defenses that they played Auburn, like one of the 10 worst run defenses in all of college football, BYU, also a really bad defense. I don't know off the top of my head their run defense, but we know that BYU's defense was worse than Arkansas's, and that's why they lost that game. But Arkansas's offense, Sam Pittman said it last Monday, a week from today, or a week ago today, he said, we've got to lean on our offense because we all know what the Arkansas defense is. Yes, they looked better because they were healthier, but you know what that defense is. You know you have to lean on the offense. And lucky for them, they got an offense good enough that they can lean on that offense and win football games, and they're doing that. They're now 2-0 after that two ga- or three-game losing streak. So you're looking at it one game a win or one win away from a bowl game, which, you know, at minimum, that's your goal. But there are four Liberty, Ole Miss, LSU, Missouri, four winnable games, Ole Miss, struggled against Texas A&M. They won, but they struggled. A, a bad Texas A&M team, we know that. That loss to Arkansas had to A&M looks bad. LSU, they're going to play Alabama this week, so we'll figure out how good they actually are. Missouri, I mean, beat South Carolina, So, but how good is South Carolina? We don't – I think that, you know, that's a little weird. And then Liberty, who's 7-1, and one, but you don't know what Liberty is going to look like against an SEC team like Arkansas. So four winnable games. But every single one of them is looking to be tougher than we might have thought, Robert. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I still stand by that. You know, they they need to they need to beat Liberty and Missouri for sure. Split with LSU and Auburn, you can still call the season a success. I want to circle back to to Rocket for a minute. You know, we talk about like it, it feels like we're hearing more and more comparisons to Darren McFadden as the season goes along, right? I mean, at first it was just an Arkansas running back who wears number five, but like. The way he runs, it it just it it feels more and more similar, doesn't it? And and he hit he topped a thousand yards this week. He did it in one fewer game than McFadden was able to do it. I mean, that's that feels significant, right? It is. It and it's it's so difficult because Darren McFadden has a special place in the heart of all Razorback fans. And it's tough because you don't want to you don't want to compare somebody to that person if they aren't worthy of being compared to that person. And Darren McFadden, arguably the greatest player to ever put on the Arkansas Razorback football uniform. Like that, that argument could be made. I mean, most people might would probably say that's the case. So when you're comparing a, a guy like Rocket Sanders, who he's just a sophomore, but this season is a historically good season for Rocket Sanders. I think he's, I think I saw somewhere he's on pace to have the fourth most rushing yards in a season in Arkansas football history. And so that, you know, that's significant. And the fact that he has more rushing yards through eight games than Darren McFadden did in both of his Heisman runner-up seasons, it's also incredible. So um, Rocket Sanders, he is having a historically good season. Statistically, you can compare him to Darren McFadden. It's just so, it's, you know, that's a a soft spot in people's hearts. And so... I think that's why some people get a little upset, but I think we're at the point now, and you're starting to see it on social media, um, that 
people are becoming okay with that comparison. Have you noticed that, Robert? Yeah, absolutely. And and for all the reasons that we've discussed, it it does make sense. He 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 is absolutely that guy this year. And you know, something else that always comes up, and you know, I I don't know if we can say goat debates in this particular instance, but you know, I I tend to default to you know, give a little more credit to the guys that have played later, right? I mean, Rocket Sanders is playing 15 years after Darren McFadden did. That means the level of competition that he's playing against is that much better. So, you know, the, obviously no knock on Darren McFadden. Um, nothing he could have done to control the opponents he's playing against. But I, I do think it makes what Sanders is doing this year all the more impressive. Yeah, I don't know. I that's I, I always think that, you know, with basketball, that's always a weird argument. It's hard. You can't really compare those things, though. You know, you can't compare opponents, especially with with the way things are today. I it I, I don't like to get into that, but I, I do want to go back to Liberty. We were talking about their run defense and the, the bad run defenses that Arkansas has played the past two weeks and how Rocket Sanders has been able to take advantage of that. Liberty has the number 36 run defense in the country. They're allowing 123.2 rush yards per game to opponents. So, but if you look at their opponents, I mean, Southern Miss, UAB, Wake Forest is probably the best team they've played. But then you look at the other ones, Akron, Old Dominion, UMass, Gardner-Webb, and BYU. And really none of these games, aside from the BYU game, did they blow somebody out. Strength of schedule is a big factor here. Um, I mean, like 36, that's that's decent, right? At seven and one, it's respectable. They're number 23 for a reason. You know, they've you can only play the opponents that you're scheduled to play, and they've done an exceptional job against those teams so far. I think what their only loss is to Wake Forest, and it was by one, maybe. So you know that they're they're doing what they need to do, but I, I think Vegas has recognized that you know it's uh, it's an SEC team against an independent here, and that's why you're seeing the line at two scores to open things. Yeah, so the line opened up at what fourteen, I think. Okay, um, I'm looking at strength of schedule. This is from PowerRankingsGuru.com. Uh, Liberty's schedule strength is 108. And the average rank of their opponent is 91. So, I mean, and you look at Arkansas, their strength of schedule is 11. Average rank of their opponent is 46.8. So significant difference there. I mean, and we all know that. And But you know that Liberty has a good football team. Hugh Freeze, great football coach. Like, you can't just say, well, they haven't played anybody because, you know, Liberty's a good football team. But Without diving into the numbers yet, I think Arkansas is going to win the game. I think that they should honestly – I think they should cover the 14 points that they opened up as. Um, speaking of Hugh Freeze really quick, did I see that he signed an eight-year extension this week? He did sign an extension, and I, I texted a, a media friend of mine, and I was like, well, guess he's out of the running for the Auburn job. That was the first thing that um, came to my mind as well, yeah. That, but the thing is, is they this person who, you know, somebody who's very good at what they do, they said, well, you know, if if the right school comes calling, they can make that buyout if they want to. So that's something with Hugh Freeze. But I guess, you know, he, he's, he likes being at Liberty. You don't play as tough of a schedule, I guess, as we've noticed. So um, maybe that's something that he wants to do. But 
as far as this Arkansas team goes, KJ Jefferson, I mean, he's just been incredible. The plays that he continues to make, this guy, he he is he he's the leader of this offense, leader of this team for a reason. But we need to talk about the defense a little bit before we go, Robert, because this defense they played a good game. They now they did give up twenty seven points to a bad Auburn offense, so that's tough. Um, but I, I want to say, like, for most of the game, they did their jobs and you know allowed the Arkansas offense to kind of put the game out of hand. You know, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it may have been. No, it wasn't the first. I guess Missouri State was the first, but they they won the game without forcing a turnover. Um, you know, they they were able to get the stops they needed to get. Let's see if we can find the uh, third down stats here. Third down, Auburn was 11 of 19. So not really exceptional on third down, but, you know, they they got the stops when they needed to. They It, it, it worked just enough. They the, the the offense was prolific enough to to make up for the lacking defense. Yeah. So I mean, but like Auburn had 13 points with just under six minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then they scored Auburn scored a touchdown with 528. That I mean could be considered a trash time touchdown. Um and then with four seconds left in the game, they scored another touchdown. So 14 of Auburn's 27 points came with less than five and a half minutes left in the game. And so you're talking about for most of the game, because they so they they had 13 points at halftime, didn't score anything in the third quarter. This Arkansas defense did their job for most of the game. You know, that's something that they've talked about. Bumper Pool has talked about, you know, towards the end of the game, you've seen them trail off a little bit. You're lucky that you had enough points to to where those two touchdowns for Auburn didn't make a difference. So maybe that's something to worry about, that this defense has really struggled late in games. I mean, look back to the Alabama fourth quarter. But you get you you do your job for most of the game, give the ball back to the offense, allow them to score points. That's going to win you football games. Yeah, uh, you, you mentioned, you know, good third quarters turning into rough fourth quarters. We definitely saw that in the Alabama game. It was funny because Pittman was talking about, um, you know, it was the first time we won the the third quarter all year. I was like, well, did I mean, the, the third quarter against Bama was pretty good too, but I guess it was forgettable because the fourth quarter was so bad. Um, I mean, yeah, the 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 fourteen points, obviously, the two two touchdowns for for the Arkansas offense were, you know, backbreakers in a way for for Auburn. It did end up being the the margin in the game, um, but you know, shout out to the defense for for posting a zero over those those fifteen minutes too, because. That that was critical. So before we finish up, I want to ask you if after watching the Auburn game of Arkansas coming off a of bye week, you know, looking healthier, do you still stick with your prediction from last Monday of their final five games? Because I think you switched to they're going to beat Auburn, which preseason you didn't pick that. So how are you feeling after that game? I I think I I touched on this earlier, but you still have to beat Liberty and you still have to beat Missouri. Um, I'm, I'm still confident that the floor is two and oh, I, I think, I think four and oh is absolutely attainable, but I think probably three and one is the most realistic. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with what I said. Okay. Uh, three and one with the one loss coming to who? 
I haven't decided who in particular yet, but I'm I I feel certain that they're not certain, but I I feel confident that um they'll, they'll probably split LSU and Ole Miss. Okay. It it, it I feel like feel like we'll learn something about LSU or Ole Miss in the coming two weeks that will will make me hopefully make up my mind. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, LSU plays Alabama this week, and then they play Arkansas the week after. And then next week, Ole Miss plays Alabama, and then they play Arkansas the week after. So um, those two games of those two teams against Alabama will really tell you how good are those teams. Um, to be quite honest with you, I still think Arkansas wins out. I'm still going to say that. I think LSU is the better of those two teams as of now, and it makes sense because they beat Ole Miss. Um, I think LSU will compete better against Alabama, of course. Um, and then uh, Missouri, Missouri might be a wild card after that win over South Carolina. Though uh, we thought that South Carolina was a good football team, they were ranked, they were 25, and and then Missouri, like I think it was 23 to 10. I mean, that was crazy. Losing to Missouri by two scores at home is not a good look. Um, I I am unfazed by South Carolina's four-game win streak that just came to an end. I watched them play a pretty lousy football game, all things considered, in Fayetteville. So I, I'm not putting too much stock into Missouri after that win. Okay, fair enough. What about Missouri after the Georgia game? Hmm? Hmm? You know, maybe they maybe they're better than they were last year, but I I I still think Arkansas needs to win that game. Like it 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 I just I, I'm unsold. I'm unsold on Missouri. Here's here's how you can can you know remain unsold on Missouri. They lost to the Auburn team that Arkansas just played. So exactly, and they they had it. They were right there. They were right there. Okay. Uh, before we finish, I want to remind you about our friends at MyPerfectFranchise.net. Andy Ledecky doing a great job of helping people become franchise owners through a very thorough and free process. It's actually really cool. You can make a lot of money if you do it the right way, and you'll be doing it the right way with Andy Ledecky. He'll walk you through it. He's done it before. He owns multiple franchises. He knows what he's doing, and he will help you get paired up with the right business to make you the most amount of money. So call him, 404-973-9901 or visit myperfectfranchise.net. All right, thank you, Robert Stewart. I'm Mason Choate, and we'll talk to you guys Wednesday on the Gridiron Hogs podcast.